oedingcentrum.nl slash 70 plus. Je luistert naar Radio Zuidoost. 24 uur. Listen to Voice of Niger on Radio Razo every Monday from 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock in the morning for your spiritual blessings and upliftment. For community news, your interviews, special requests, and others, tune into 105.2 MHz ETA and 103.8 MHz on cable. We delight and entertain you. Hey, we, we also, also have more stuff coming your way. We have business matters. We have social and educational matters. We have health and healing matters. We also have legal matters. For more information, call us on 020-368-1968. We delight and entertain you. Voice of Niger on Radio Razo every Monday from 6 to 10 a.m. Razo! Voice of Niger is right here to promote your business. Yes, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. All your events can be promoted right here on Voice of Niger. Yes, you heard me right. Don't know about you because you're not promoting your business. We can bring you the awareness that you need for all those revivals, seminars, special events, conferences, church services, your Sunday services, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. Call us today right now at 6 8460 0655 Voice of Ninja, your place to advertise. Wong Team Zuidoost helps you with all your questions regarding renting and living. Do you have questions about the amount of your rent? Overdue maintenance, your lease and our service costs? Call or email us. You can also contact us with questions about the upcoming rent increase. We are currently helping our customers by phone and email. Vone Team Zuidoost can be reached on telephone number 020-523-0170 or by email zuidoost at voneinfo.nl. Also during this time, Vone Team Zuidos is at your service. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We give you glory for every gifting you have assembled together in this project. It is marvelous in our sight. It's all about you, Jesus. For in you we live, move, and have our being. Oh, we cannot help but agree with Charles Wesley. You've been our strength and our song. We give you glory. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Oh.
designated, them you predestinated, also called, them you called, you justified, them you justified, in the end you glorified, our end shall be glorious, our end is the Good morning and a warm welcome to our Good Morning Show. My name is Apostle Larry Dalton. 
This is Radio Voice of Niger of Pan Africa Media and Development Agency. Thanks to all of you out there, our patrons, our friends, our listeners, our supporters, including the studio staff and management. Mr. Fritzman, I thank you. Thank God for another day, another week. We are duty bound to ask Chris, his hand to come upon our lives. His protection, his guidance as we look ahead. Holy name, holy name. If you know he's done great things, lift your hands with it. He has done great things, yes, he has. And he has this juncture, I would like us to officially open the our broadcast this morning with a, a word of prayer. So, wherever you are, just join me, uh, you know, and uh, let's pray. Bow down if you can, close your eyes if you can, or just, just follow me as I pray. And Lord, we thank you for another day. Another day revealing your grace and power unto us. Who, O oh God, can we compare with you? Who is like unto the Most High God? This morning we worship you. This morning we worship you. This morning we honor you. On behalf of every living creature, we worship and praise you. Thank you, O oh God, for the lease of life you've given us today. And we, oh God, are grateful to receive all that you have opened your hands to give us. We thank you right now for those in the emergency houses, emergency homes, in the hospitals, emergency units. We pray for the recovery, those who have been, you know, infected with the COVID, COVID disease. We thank you for the nurses, the doctors on the front line who are working hard to, 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 to heal uh, and to treat uh, those who are, are been infected. We thank you for those in authority over the land, the government, uh, the politicians, and all those in power, the royal house, the king and his family. We pray a blessing over them all, that it shall continue to go well with them, with our nation, that peace and prosperity shall prevail. We pray, O oh God, that evil 
pestilence, terror, fear, anything negative shall be taken away from us in Jesus' name. Let your gracious and mighty hand, which has been sustaining us, continue to uphold us. Bless every home, bless every family today. Those who know you and those who do not know you. Those who serve you and those who do, who do not serve you. We know out of your bountiful grace, Father, you will still bless them. We thank you for what you're already doing for us. We pray for other places around the world uh, under the heavy burden of this disease. Father, we thank you that gradually you are giving us strength to stand up under all of these trials, oh God. Thank you that it shall come to pass as it is already happening. Oh, thank you, Father. Heal our world. Heal the nations. Heal your peoples all over the world in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, let every home we are reaching today, this morning, in this two-hour broadcast, Father, let them receive a blessing from you. Whatever the need is in somebody's life, we pray the mighty hand of God shall cause a performance, shall cause a performance in the mighty name of Jesus. Take the praise and the glory this morning for hearing us. Say a big amen with me. We you can join the worship and sing along. Worship wherever you are if you can. And honor the Lord who made you. The God who created you. Who sustains you every single moment of your life.
Just join us. This is uh, Radio Voice of Nigeria. We bring it to you at this moment. This inspirational worship songs of praise, and also take this from the Word of the Lord. In this inspirational segment, I'll be bringing to you very shortly the scripture or the psalm for today. And that will be followed by an exhortational word from the word of God. Dubbed the miracles of Jesus. Presented by Apostle Hilary Ruth Gotten. So stick around with us for the next one and a half hours. You will not be disappointed. I'd like to bring to you the psalm of today and this is taken from the 128th psalm of the bible or oh, in other words psalm 128 it says blessed is everyone that feareth the lord that walketh in his ways for thou shalt eat the, the, the labor of thine hands happy shalt thou be and shall and it shall be well with thee now he's talking about those who fear the lord and it says verse 3 thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the size of thine house thy children like olive plants round about thy table behold that thus shall the man be blessed that fear the lord the Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Thou, yea, thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. Tonight, I, oh, I 
guy here is a good worshiper. We're listening to Joe Metric right now.
begins at first Hallelujah Hallelujah Church. Hallelujah 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 so additional one year he has added into my life today. I read from the book of Psalm 103. Join me, please. Proverbs 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all. His benefits. Who forgiveth all my iniquities? Who healed all my diseases? I'm making it personal because in your Bible it will be saying time. So I'm making it personal because I'm remembering how far He has brought me. Who redeemed? my life from destruction who crowned me with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfied my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles somebody join me today to really celebrate the day and meditate on the word of the Lord for all his kindness and benefits which I have enjoyed from the day of my conception to the day I was born because the Bible tells us that from the time Adam and Eve sinned against the Lord Sin came into the world. And when sin came, that means even children who were begotten out of Adam and Eve already had mark of sin inside them. And from that, man then required redemption. So until man accepts Jesus, as his Lord and personal Savior, man will be under perpetual condemnation because sin rules the world. So even as a baby, we were conceived under iniquity. We were conceived in sin, as the Bible says it. So here, the psalmist giving thanks to God, and as I'm giving thanks to God as well today, I am saying to him that everything within my soul has to bless him for having redeemed my life, redeemed my soul from the destructive part of sin. Because he has forgiven all my iniquities. Would I remember? Would I say my mom and my dad didn't sin? Because even the Bible said he uses the, the sins of the fathers 
to judge their children? Is there anyone under the surface of the earth that, 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 that doesn't sin against God? So I cannot begin to act as if there was no sin in my life. It's just by the sheer mercy of grace that I can stand here today to testify about the goodness of God. In other words, knowing fully well that when man fell short of the standard of God, sin came into the world. And because that sin came into the world, it affected everything on the surface of the earth. Still this. And the exemption is only when you find a new life in Christ Jesus. You find a new birth in Christ Jesus. That's why Jesus in the book of John 3 told Nicodemus, except a man be born again by water and by the blood, by fire, he cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. So Nicodemus wanted to know how, whether it is that he will enter his mother's womb at his mature age to be born again. But what Jesus was just trying to say is that you need to repent, renounce your old ways of life, and then ask for me to come into your life and then be your personal savior. And then you receive Christ as your Savior, and then the evidence is that you go and baptize, and then, then, when you are baptized, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and then you become a new person. So, you can see that as a process that brings us onto repentance. And without that process, man remains the same. Every other thing man does is very sinful. So if God will judge us based on the manner of sin that we are committing, based on the guilt of sin that we carry every day, it will be too powerful. And then it will be too great. But thank God. The Bible said, who forgiveth all my iniquities. Iniquity is talking about from the root of my sinful nature, God has forgiven me and who healed all my diseases. Because where sin is, disease can be attached to it. But look at what the Bible is telling me today. As I bless God, I'm remembering that the root of my sins have been forgiven. They've been dealt with by virtue of the fact that I have received Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. Are you not glad, somebody, to know that there's someone who has forgiven all your sins and who healed all thy diseases? Even the diseases that are not yet come, I'm already healed from them. And that's why I'm rejoicing and I'm thanking him for being my Lord and my personal Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Where would I have been? There are people of my age who have died. There are people of my 
confirmed by sicknesses that cannot be defined. Oh, there are people of my age who have been harassed continuously by demonic entities, visible and invisible. They harass them in their homes. Have you not heard people who say something is working on top of my roof? Something is working in my home. I cannot see what is working in my home. Oh, look at me. I will sleep and wake up, JJ. And uh, wake up, JJ, and here I am talking to you because of the goodness of the Lord. How can I forget such a benefit that he healed all my diseases? Who redeemed my life from destruction? Child of God. Do you know many people who wink their eyes just because they see you somewhere? Do you know many people who don't want even to know how you are doing? Do you know many people who rather at that? Oh, come on, pause at this moment now and, and, and get to know Jesus a little bit. Thank you. 
and then death is haunting them, and because death is haunting them, they, they, they have achieved everything in life, but they have no joy. They have no peace. They can't forgive themselves. Have you not seen of millionaires who went and they killed themselves? Just because they felt that the yoke of sin was too heavy upon them. The yoke of guilt was too much, so they could not forgive themselves. So they thought that taking their life should be the, the last resort for their sorrow. Child of God, it's only when you do not know the gravity of guilt that you will not be able to understand the magnitude of the forgiveness that God has given unto us through Jesus. Our Lord of Christmas Savior. So I am grateful this morning and I'm joyfully bringing this word to you so that you can have hope and you can have a freedom. The Bible said he crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, And who satisfies thy mouth with good things. Oh, it's a very good place to rejoice and to rejoice with me as I celebrate this day. To rejoice with me because I am remembering that he is the only one who has redeemed my life from destruction. Do you know when sickness wanted to attack me? Do you know when then when when you may have eaten by accident food that was not clean and virus entered into your system? Yet I escaped all of those threats. Look at this. Who satisfied my mouth with good things? Would you please count all your blessings? Count what God has done for you. Aren't you glad that you are not eating through your nostrils? You don't have tubes around you. Apologize. Apologize for this. Poor some quality there. So. Let me just gonna introduce uh, another brief uh, message or you know inspirational stuff before we uh, end this hour and move on to the next segment. I apologize for the poor sound quality.
to you all the way from Amsterdam uh, in the studios of Razo. This is uh, Pan-Africa, uh, Voice of Radio, Voice of Niger, Pan-Africa Media. We are right now in the Pastoral Forum and I'd like to say a warm, warm welcome. Today we are tackling a, a very special and new and a very important subject. And we are talking about Pastoral Forum, what pastors are missing by failing to unite. It's my delight to welcome you to this show this morning, and uh, we have a seasoned a set of panelists who are going to be dealing with this topic. I like to say, by way of introduction, that uh, most people are asking why pastors are not united, or why pastors in the city are not really together. Uh, the unity factor among pastors is a very crucial one without which they miss many benefits, opportunities, and blessings. In this forum, we want to discuss, we want to analyze some of these factors hindering our unity, how we can correct, and what benefits await us. I'd like to say... My guests this morning are Pastor Mrs. Uh, Susie. What's the last name now? Idako, yes. Can you say hello to our listeners, please? Hello, good morning, listeners. Glory to you. Okay. I have all the way from Yare in Friesland, Pastor Reverend uh, Louis. Find the slot. Can you say hello to our listeners, please? Yes, hello, Apostles and everybody over here. Aha. Well, it's great to have you. Thank you very all, much. All the way from Yare. Thank you very Yare, much. Yare, yes. I have also, uh, hopefully, he's connected with us, Apostle Hans uh, from um, from Osterhout, of Apostle Oudhoff. Are you there, sir? Yes, I am here. Wow. That we are all set. Welcome. Thank you. Say hello to our listeners, please. Hello, listeners of Radio Naja. Well, very, uh, very warm welcome from uh, Brabant and uh, Apostle Hans here from the Jubilee Church in Oosterhout. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We also have uh, our fourth, um, last but not the least at all, Reverend Nana Baden of Love Christian Center. Please say hello to our listeners and welcome. Hello, good morning, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see, there's a full lineup of heroes and heroines uh, about to do justice to this topic. We welcome you to contribute and be a part of this uh, show by calling the studio lines 
Okay, thank you, Kek Frankly, for that song. Uh, let me kick off by um, reading this psalm, a popular psalm we are pretty used to. It says in Psalm 133, Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together okay. in unity. Mm. It is like the precious ointment on the head that ran down the bed, even Aaron's bed, that went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Amen. Okay. So I would like to kick off by actually um, throwing the question to you, our panelists. What is your expectation? Expectation, I made a spelling mistake there, forgive me. Expectation of what pastoral unity ought to look like. I mean, well, I'd like to kick off by asking uh, uh, Apostle Hans, all the way from Osterhout. Uh, this, is, this is your first time on the show with us, so maybe you can crack the ice by sharing with us just very, very, very briefly what is your expectation of what pastoral unity ought to look like? Yes, <clears throat> pastoral unity is uh, is very essential in my life. I have a lot of contact with uh, pastoral groups. Actually, three three groups of pastoral people. One with uh, European pastors in uh, Bonn, with the Rema group, and then the second one is the the FMF, which is a friendship fellowship of uh, ministers' friendship. And then the third one is just a group of pastors, and we just come together and have lunch and just chat with each other. And what we get there is a lot of uh, uh, colleagues coming together and sharing uh, the difficulties you have, the uh, the, the, the personal uh, things that you go through, but also hearing uh, what's going on um, in the country and uh, what God is doing, the miracles that are happening, the, the mighty things that God is doing all over the place that you don't read in the, in the newspaper, which is very exciting, and also pastoral problems and also issues that, that are pretty difficult and pretty modern. And uh, they are discussed there, and then we, you get the opinion of more people coming towards you that you're not sitting alone in your island, mm -hmm. and that you can just get uh, get more opinion and kind of uh, get wisdom from uh, from from more people, which is very it's a very rich experience. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Okay, thank you so very much. Uh, let me now throw the question back to uh, those in the studio right here. Uh, Pastor Mrs. Susie, Mama Susie, popularly called. Um, how, what do you, how would you add to what uh, the Apostle has said? Uh, what is your view? What is your expectation of what pastoral unity ought to be? Thank you very much for this uh, good... Vaughn Team Zuidoost can be reached on telephone number 020-523-0170. Or by email, zuidoost at voninfo.nl. Also during this time, Woonteam Zuidoost is at your service. Iedereen kan corona krijgen. Corona discrimineert niet. Blijf binnen. Ga alleen naar buiten als dat moet. Hou altijd anderhalve meter afstand. Hou je aan de regels, anders kan je een boete krijgen tot 400 euro per persoon. Meer informatie op de website van de gemeente. Amsterdam.nl slash coronavirus.
Wound Team Zuidoost helps you with all your questions regarding renting and living. Do you have questions about the amount of your rent, overdue maintenance, your lease and our service costs? Call or email us. You can also contact us with questions about the upcoming rent increase. We are currently helping our customers by phone and email. Wound Team Zuidoost can be reached on telephone number 020-523-0170. Or by email, zuidoost at woninfo.nl. Also during this time, Von Team Zuidoost is at your service. Well, okay, we're going to continue with the pastoral forum for a couple of minutes and then we'll move on to our final segment for today. Not uh, inviting even any man of God from outside, but they are coming together because uh, once and I, I really believe and I do tell people that the demons in these nations. Mm are not going to be overcome by the outside ministers. Yes. They come to empower us and then they go. But then we who are here, we know what we are dealing with. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, the pastors here who know who know the, the demons that we are fighting with. Uh -huh. So together, coming together, having programs and empowering each other, we will be able together as we stand and unite, mm -hmm. be able to, to overcome those uh, principalities in this nation. So I, I would really like to see us organizing programs, coming together, together, sharing yeah, pulpits, yeah, inviting ourselves. This one is, oh, this man is having this man of God. We come together. Those are the things that I would really like to see, and that those are, those things I'm really missing it. Mm, I think I could agree with you more. Uh, by the way, listeners, uh, we want you to know that you are a part of this discussion. Uh, the church doesn't comprise of only the pastor, neither does the church comprise of only the, the congregation. The congregation and the pastors make up the church, isn't it? So you are a part of this discussion, and feel free to throw in your lot, uh, you know, uh, as we proceed. As you share the studio line is 0207371619. Uh, let me take uh, the other lady all the way from Frisland, the Frisian lady, Pastor Lewis. Yes, sir. Give us quickly your your perspective on what a pastoral what pastoral unity ought to be and then i will can take it from uh uh reverend Bailey. well uh, make it very brief okay well first of all i think we uh, we know we know very well uh, that we have to unite so in the first place it is uh, it is a matter of uh doing uh, let's let's put the deeds by the words yeah you understand? We can talk a lot, but it is actually shown by deeds. And I think it's not only in Amsterdam, it's throughout, uh, throughout the whole nations. And we already heard something from our brother from Brabant. But anyhow, what I want to say here is as well, like what, uh, what Mama Susie is saying, like sharing pulpits together. This is a very good idea, which I have seen, uh, which should be done even much more. Actually, I'm raised up in the in the move of the Pentecostal, the second move of the, uh, the Pentecostal move in the Netherlands, and every every week there was another uh, pastor preaching in our church. And um, what I want to say here is one thing: that is, uh, we have to start trusting one another and giving each other trust and also put the financial things aside because going somewhere is not always meant that you will be blessed with my which is a good thing which i absolutely believe in but if we are going to put that as a thing first mm -hmm. we are putting things uh, wrong yeah 
And I think this as uh, how are we doing this? We can say yes, uh, we have to do this, this, this. But how are we doing this? And then we have to tackle the problems that are on the ground, which are uh, which are an obstacle. That are also demons. But in the first place, I think we all in the first place we have to look at ourselves. How can we how can we move on better? And Apostle Helen has years ago showed me something and I think she was an outstanding person in unity and in bringing pastors together always saying if there is a program let's visit one another let's show uh, each other a respect for what the other one is doing but I think it's not only for Amsterdam I think also those in Amsterdam should step out to the other to the other pastors in other provinces thank you that I love that very much Brother What's your take on this? Good morning, viewers, once again. Uh, my take will simply be that there should be more fellowship among us. Mm. Because it's the fellowship that will beat the, uh, the inviting you to preach together, um, being with me or being with others uh, during their programs. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, let's say, uh, trying to... Uh, Unite, but it should start from somewhere. But I think the basics is that, <coughs> sorry, we should be able to fellowship together. Mm. You know, know one another, call one another. You know, how are you? How's ministry? For a long time, I heard about you. Yes. You know, not all of a sudden, then once, you know, let's come together. I mean, it doesn't work like that. Mm. So we, we miss that relationship. Mm. We mm. miss it, we miss it greatly. Probably I'll be calling friends outside more than even pastors. Mm -hmm. so I think yes, yes, that is missing, and we might able to bridge that. When we're able to bridge that, I think it will work. Okay, so clearly, uh, I mean, we 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 are on the same page when it comes to this issue. We have all presented very different aspects of it, and which is very fantastic. So we've actually represented very well the body of Christ uh, or the pastoral ministry, the way we feel, what we are missing. In the, in the fraternity, what is supposed to be there that is not there. So I really appreciate that very much. Um, so the question now is, and I, 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 I strongly believe that we are not going to be able to exhaust this topic in this session alone, because this might just be the opening. And so we want to see, I really don't know, but I want to trust God that somehow with this discussion we'll be able to go further. You know, I mean, get something done because we do a lot of talk, you know, but the talk must must be followed with some concrete action. Um, now, the next question is why uh, has all the talk not really, you know, materialized? It brought out something useful uh, because everybody, you people, you mean this? Oh, as for pastors, we are not together, we are not united. People keep talking about this problem, <coughs> and uh, it's like nothing really is being done. To, 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 to correct it. Now, uh, Apostle Hans has been talking about some fellowship in, in uh, uh, you know, that he's, uh, he's used to or he's a part of and all the things they've been doing. Uh, but I think we don't know about that. Nobody has even told us, invited us, you know, uh, to make us aware of a, a great move like that, you know. Uh, so clearly, there is no op uh, dissemination of information and openness among the pastoral community. We are actually in fragments. Right. We are clearly in fragments, and that is a big weakness that the enemy is exploiting mm -hmm. and, and seriously. So please, uh, I want us to look at this, and uh, please uh, open up and share your heart, and, and, and let's see what needs to be done. If we are all waiting for somebody to do something, maybe nobody's going to do nothing. 
Uh -huh. But so please, uh, why is all the talk not getting nowhere? Who's going to because anybody can pick it up and just flow? I, I, I spoke uh, a while ago with uh, somebody who's working worldwide with a f quite famous uh, uh, pastor. Yeah. And uh, I asked her what, 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 what was her idea concerning the Netherlands and Europe. And what she, what she said was that indeed it were the pastors that were not um, open to one another. That there was a sort of, um, yeah, how can you say? Um, Mistrust or something? Yeah, there was something like not trusting, oh, distrust again, yeah, let's put it that way. And also like everybody's building his own kingdom, let me put it that way. Everybody's like building his own little kingdom. And next to that, a pastor is also, and then I'm, I'm nearly finished, a pastor is as well often seen as the one who's leading the congregation. That is how you find it in a dictionary, actually. Pastor is the leader of the congregation, so for the believers. So he's often busy with the believers among us among him or her, you understand? And next, it, uh, what i seen with our brethren in, in, and sisters in, in Israel, the Jewish and Arab leaders, uh, as I've told many times, they come at least once a year together in the desert and in the Negev, and then they sit together, what they call at the feet of Jesus. They pray together, they eat together, but they are seeking the face of Jesus. And, and, and it, uh, for me, that is a big example, um, actually. Okay, Apostle yeah. um, Hans, do you have a take on that? Yes, well, I'm actually I'm quite amazed that uh, that the, there's such little contact. I mean, uh, with the honourable uh, panel that you've chosen, they, they they seem to be alone. While there's an open invitation from uh, from quite a few uh, groups where you can really find that thing that you are find that, that you are looking for mm. because uh, l let me just say that there's a there's a dutch uh, group and that's a, like 200 pastors coming together in uh, nehemia which is uh, which is a ministry in dordrecht mm -hmm. and there's uh, ministers from all um, races and all uh, ethnic groups coming together there and they praying together and they they are following programs together and they're sharing pulpits Mm. So it's, it's it's more like um, uh, picking up contact with the uh, with the organisations that they are at the moment. It's the uh, FMF, for example. But why are they not reaching out to those in Amsterdam? Amsterdam is the big city, and yes. uh, you know. So why are they not reaching out to to us here? Well, the, the thing is, that there's an open invitation to go there. So so uh, uh, let let me be the one to invite you to the to the FMF ministries and the uh, and to come and have a look. They, they do have, uh, uh, there's a website and you can just uh, come in and you're welcome. Uh, every pastor is welcome and, and it's a very warm reception over there. I, I was quite amazed myself because being in Brabant, I'm, um, I'm quite far away. It's like in a Catholic country that you're doing a Protestant thing or a Pentecostal thing, mm. which, 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 which makes you a little bit uh, special and lonely. So I kind of reached out and um, I, I, I picked up contact with these people, and, and uh, through pastor friends, I I, uh, I I I found out that they were there, and um, and you and you're very welcome. But it's not only that. I mean, there's uh, there, there are more groups that come together, and and it's very very warm, and it's very welcome, and we share we share pulpits and. Uh, it's it's a it's a great strength. So I quite agree. The unity there's a there's a big strength in unity. Mm. Well, I I I 
totally, I see the point you're making, but I, I, I think we're looking at the, a more global situation among the pastoral community. Uh, I think what you're talking about is, 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 is true and it's localized, I mean, in a way. Uh, it's in a certain part of the country or in a certain region or certain, among a certain group of pastors. Uh, but if you talk about the general sense, eh, the general sense of pastoral uh, uh, confederation, oneness, that sort of unity that you can feel and touch. I think that is what I believe we're talking about. Are you with me, panelists uh, in the studio? Do you agree with what he's saying that there is something out there, but maybe we're missing it because we're not a part of it? Well, probably yes. I agree with him. Yes, because it cannot just start globally. Uh -huh. You start by segments, and mm -hmm. out of the segments, then we can come together as one. But we have uh, PCC here. We have uh, PCC is you know pastoral uh, fraternity here, isn't it? What about that? Well, see, so we we should be frank about some of the organizations here. Mm -hmm. We should be frank. Now, yeah. I've heard. I heard, I heard about FMF some time back. Yeah. I mean, their meeting is quite different. It's not, it's not anything political. Yeah. It's more of pastors coming together. That fellowship, that warmness. Have you been there? I've heard much about it. Uh -huh. I've never been there before. Uh -huh. That warmness. And that is what we miss. Mm -hmm. Is it is, is It's an organization mm -hmm. um, based in Amsterdam. Yeah. But uh, all the pastors involved, the condition is no. But here is a place of more than 200, 100 people coming together. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a, there's a problem there which we need to address in Palestine. Uh, yes. Well, you want to react on that? Um, yeah, I think uh, we also have to look at it in the other way that um, I want to pick up on this. That there is, uh, we should always know that there is an enemy fighting this thing that mm -hmm. we should know. That's correct. That uh, because even the Lord Jesus prayed on it in His prayer in uh, uh, John chapter 17, the Lord made them one, even yeah. as we are one. He knew that there would be a, pro a problem. That is why He prayed on it. On it. Mm -hmm. So first, I would like to say that there is an enemy in this nation fighting that because He knows that together. Mm -hmm we will be able to uh, demolish all his, his strongholds. Mm. So he has to fight us first. And then, uh, like, uh, we, there should also be this trust. Mm -hmm. You see, this trust among the pastors. I believe, like the PCC that uh, Pastor Baden just mentioned, mm -hmm. I really don't, don't know much about it. But it's like sometimes you ask some of the pastors, and some of them even don't know that it exists in this in this country, mm. in this city. Mm -hmm. You see, uh, which uh, I, I don't know about what the leaders are really doing. Are you saying that you've never you don't get mailings from PCC? No. Really? No. I'm surprised to hear this. No. Okay. All right, you want to come in, Apostle? Have you finished, uh, Mama Susan? Have you, have you finished making your point? Yes, okay. Mm. Yeah, what I want to say here is that uh, when always we talk about uh, unity, unity, um, we try to just begin to look at it from uh, the perspective of organizations and, and what do you call organizations and this and this and that. We have been in this city for a couple of years, for me, I mean, uh, for almost... 19 years I've been in ministry and so I think that I know when I see re when I see unity I know what unity is 
And so uh, nobody can deceive me to say belonging to this organization or this and this and this and that. That is where we find the unity. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at, uh, let's forget about PCC, and we talk about uh, the Amsterdam uh, pastoral something with which uh, uh, Sister Lynette Kong organizes every time. We go there once in a blue moon, all the whole pastors in the city of Amsterdam, they go there and then, and then we eat and we marry. But after that, yeah. Just even right there, 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 you will see that there is still segregation. Yeah. People don't talk to people. People don't do this. So I think the main reason is that we don't have a council. If we have a council where that 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 was like in the days of the Obim, in uh, uh, where they they have council in Jerusalem, where people bring their matters and bring their issues, and then they can go there and decide on what and what should be right and what and what are wrong. We don't have a solid council like that where disciplinary measures are being taken care of, where where people break up from churches. And then, and then, they are senior citizens who so will sit them down and say, "Look, what you've done is wrong. This is how this is supposed to be, and this is how things are supposed to be." So we don't have really the council that addresses truth. We don't have real fathers. When I talk about fathers, we don't really have real fathers. Fathers who can have a big heart to see other younger ministers and embrace them and say, "Hey, how are you doing?" Father that will take up a phone and call, not because a person is paying tight in your hand. But that you know that this person is a younger minister and this person may be needs encouragement in the ministry. You pick up your phone and you call. And then you say, how are you doing, my son? How are you doing, my daughter? How is ministry life with you? What is going on in your church? Is there any help that you need? We don't have such fathers. We don't have such mothers. Do you understand me? Yeah. And the younger ones who are coming up in ministry are just gallivanting everywhere and jumping because they see that nobody is canceling anybody, nobody is sitting anybody down to talk. So they are just on their own as well, doing things their own way. So there's not really unity. So if we will really have fathers and mothers who will sit up and talk, and also we accord respect to those people, I believe that that will be the genesis of unity. Not just that we gather together and then we embrace and we, we, we drank coffee and drank tea. That's not it. A lot of things are happening in people's lives. And then somebody who says he's a leader cannot even pick up phone and say, my dear, you lost your father. How did it happen? Or you lost uh, something. Or this happened to your church. People are not ready to share in people's sorrow. So they, they want them to just come up at any time and just be marrying and marrying. There's a time for summer. There's a time for winter, autumn, and spring. So people go through diverse seasons in their lives. That in those seasons, they need encouragement. So if we really are united, see, even if you don't know about it, somebody will tell you something is happening to this sister or this brother. And then you will pick up your phone and you call. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Uh, if you're listening to this program and you want to uh, contribute or you want to have a comment or a question for any of the panelists, please go ahead and give us a call. The lines are open, 0207-37-1619. Clearly, from uh, Apostle Hans' uh, perspective uh, and what he shared with us, there is uh, a localized group of people who are banded together. Uh, they may not be from the same area, but a group of pastors that are connected together. But I think we're looking at something bigger than that, a more universal kind of connection and relationship among pastors that gives us a solid front. Now, one of the things that, uh, that prompted uh, this, uh, this forum today 
is that some time ago a friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine in the city shared with me how they were, uh, there was a, a location they wanted to get to, uh, to build uh, either uh, a church building uh, because you know Amsterdam we have problem with church building so so they they wanted to uh, they, 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 were, they had the land or they, they had you know reserve the land or apply for the land to build a church building uh, for the community uh, but they ended up losing the opportunity because uh, they, they didn't have the front to really you know shoulder the responsibility so the opportunity has now been taken and given over to uh, either a, a buddhist group or hindustan um, uh, either a buddhist group or a group that uh, not, not christian let me put it that way okay so when I heard that thing, I was I was really heartbroken. I said, really, how come how can we lose opportunities like this because we don't have a front, a solid front to stand up? And so there are things that are easily you know passing us over the head, and then we find out that we are weak and weaker. We don't have the the clout to make certain points and to speak and to deal with issues. Even the financial class we do not have. And so I began to just just put my I calculated a few things. I said, imagine that Christians in this country, everyone is paying let's say a donation of one euro even with one euro a year or one euro a month do you know how much money we'll be able to raise as you know pastors or even as as a christian community with which we can do many many things and we have such a powerful influence in this nation yes but because we are segregated and everybody's money is business we don't have that capacity to move and to be a voice to be heard and so very often we have issues which need to be dealt with but because we do not have the cloud to 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 back it up then we lose the opportunity you get a point so clearly what is playing out is having serious consequences on ability to impact the world the world cannot listen to us because we are not powerful enough we don't have money we're losing buildings we're losing members things are happening here and there See, so if a group of uh, uh, you know a group of the body is united and is doing well, the other part of the body is suffering. Yes. So the body then is still not whole. The body is still afflicted. Do you agree with me? Yes. So clearly, clearly we have an issue to deal with. You know, we must look at it superficially. If uh, you know a few are functioning well, it doesn't mean the whole is well. So please, I need us to speak our heart on this matter. And determine that we will initiate something to correct this problem. Yes. Because we are missing our big time on many things. Sometimes God gives a vision to people uh, for the body, and then it goes a little further and then it dies because the rest don't push it, the rest don't support exactly. it. Exactly. And so the seeds of goodness that the God is sowing into our lives gets eaten up by the devil. Okay. Am I, I, I speaking? So please, I, I, I just want to just give you a perspective to what we are discussing so you can take it more seriously because it's not enough for a few to be happy and some not to happy, not, not, not happy. There is something fundamentally wrong which needs to be addressed. Please go ahead and just feel free to speak, every one of you. <laughs> so sometimes I think we don't need to always apportion the blame to the devil. And then we go about saying, is the devil, is the devil, is the devil. It's, it calls for adjustment in character. It calls for adjustment in attitude. It calls for, you know, for us to look at things from a real perspective. Mm. It calls for us to let go some of the fleshy things we are fighting about. And yes. then become become heavenly or, 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 or 
or heavenly minded yeah. so that when we see things that pertains to the kingdom of God then we put all our heart in those things to promote it and not to bring those things down do you understand so I think it's, it's, it's far beyond just uh, saying is the devil is the devil of course the devil is the one that instigates instigates one to have someone for to manifest in all of these carnal behaviors that are hindering us but it is when you give the devil the chance that the devil comes in mm. well, so, yes you want to speak go yes. ahead mm-hmm. when Nehemiah was rebuilding yeah I think you spoke about all the facts that you have like somebody having a building and then taking over by a non-christian now you realize that probably he lost it because the people who over, uh, took over the building had an influence somewhere. Yeah. Basically, probably the stars there. How do we get there? Mm-hmm. That is number one. Mm-hmm. Number two. You're talking about finances. Mm-hmm. How do we get the finances where there is so much not segregation as uh, it's, it's all boils down to the fellowship, so that we can have one front. But if you come out with, um, let's say, uh, organizations, PCC, there's another one coming up, ACCC. Yes, those yeah. also. Um, and we don't have a real structure of helping one another. Then it's like, you know, we go back to the same old story. That's what is happening. Yes. So now the question is, how do we rebuild now from here? Because we have seen organization come and go. And go come with their um, uh, motives and then they after they have what they got they move on mm-hmm. so what do we do now who starts how do we start it and I believe strongly by rebuilding the first thing we need to start is with prayer and fasting yes okay. I do agree with prayer and fasting because if you look at the Nehemiah principle after that the king gave him a letter mm-hmm. and he had favor so probably we don't have favor, you know. Um, they are in, they're infighting alone. Yes, too much. So the enemy has given us work to do. Yeah. Instead of us for to focus, mm-hmm. we are fighting one another. How do we overcome that? How can we be faithful? How can I call my brother and say, my friend, how are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday I'm weak. Please, can you pray? Uh, can you preach for me? Yeah. All those things are not there. Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't say that when somebody will call me just after six months and say there's a meeting come. No, it's an insult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, it's yes. an insult. You don't call the person, you don't You don't have a relationship. Exactly. You don't have anything with the yes. person. Mm-hmm. So I believe that if we start from there, it yeah. work. Okay. Let, hold it right there. Uh, if I, uh, Apostle Hans. Yes. I'm sure you've been listening so far. Uh, maybe you're from at the other side of the world, let me put it that way. Uh, we are discussing issues that we have been dealing with over here. In Amsterdam, it's, you know, quite, uh, as you know, it's uh, uh, cosmopolitan, so there are also cosmopolitan problems. Yes, So, give us your perspective on what we've shared so far, uh, uh, because now we have told you really what's on the ground, you know, uh, compared with what you had shared with us earlier. So, just share, tell us what you think about what's going on here. Yeah, just uh, two things that I conclude from from what I hear. I mean, I hear a lot of pain, and um, I uh, I just feel I feel uh, very much for you. Uh, no, number one, that's that's how to do this. Uh, I, I I could suggest um, there's there's one group that I'm with, and actually they're pretty close by. They're from Alsmeer, 
Asmeer de Brug. Het is de levend evangeliegemeente. De uh, man that is leading that is Martijn Piet. He is the pastor there. He is quite a young guy. He is like in the 30s. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we do there is uh, just the very first fa- phase because it's, so, it's not like you're going to um, exchange pulpits very fast because you, f- you first want to trust the people and to get trust you have to you have to get to know them so you have to get acquainted and getting acquainted does take some time and it it, it, uh, it also takes uh, takes time and energy and uh, driving and stuff like that so we we come together and there's like um, what is like uh, 15 at the max sometimes it's only like eight pastors coming together and we, we have lunch and actually we have no program other than that we want to we want to spend like an hour to pray and then when we come together there's always a lively discussion because and that's quite automatic because we're all we're all busy with the same thing we're all busy pastoring we, we're all dealing with uh, preaching the gospel and and all the things that happen so we we spend like uh, sometimes uh, we we get there 11 in the morning and then uh, at two o'clock we, we, nobody wants to leave because the discussions the automatic discussions they they kind of get so strong that you don't want to leave so um, and 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 that's the way to get acquainted and and the one of the secrets is that you don't organize something you don't have like a program or a structure in in the beginning because it's just like getting to know each other and and uh, hearing each other and 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 you know there's another person well i'm gonna end this one here i think the message is clear uh well a lot of work needs to be done in the pastoral uh, christian community as far as unity and that stuff I'm going to start this one time. So I'm going to end that one there. If you want to listen to the whole uh, uh, discussion, you can just search on the, the website, radiovoiceofmedia.org, pastoral forum, and uh, you can find that topic. Okay. Well, I'm going to be switching here soon to just a piece of the final segment, things, what I wanted to share with us. So please stick around.
the next few moments, I want to bring you just a, a segment, uh, an excerpt from um, a discussion of creating jobs for 50 plus. If you're 50 plus, uh, of course, uh, and you want to still be active uh, in the, uh, you know, uh, how do I say, you know, in the job industry, um, you have a chance, of course. So it comes with a, at the price, some changes, you know, some you're gonna look at things in a totally different way. And this is what the discussion is about. The topic is creating jobs for 50 pluses, challenges and solutions. Christian TV Network. It's a joy to welcome you this hour. My name is Apostle Larry Dawkins. Um, well, today I'm standing in for our hostess, Apostle Hilary Dawkins, and so I'm so glad to be uh, sitting on her seat right now. Today I'm going to take you on a journey. We're going to explore the topic of uh, creating jobs for 50 plus. Uh, 50 plus is somebody who is 50 years and above, and uh, you probably are aware of the fact that it's quite a challenge for people in that age group to secure jobs for various reasons. Uh, in a part of the country, uh, here in the Netherlands, uh, this problem is also prevalent. Uh, and so we want to look into it to see what can be done. In fact, I know that even a party has been set up specifically to champion the cause and the interests of people who are 50 plus because there are hidden issues over there. 
Uh, now, we had planned for this uh, program a panel of, uh, you know, people from uh, the job industry, recruitment industry, but also possibly from the 50-plus party. Uh, well, unfortunately, synchronizing our agendas has not been that easy until this time. But hopefully, we'll, we, we'll, we intend to bring a follow-up to this. But for now, we have in the studio a veteran uh, job recruiter who's worked many years in the job recruitment industry. And with him, we'll be discussing and looking at this topic. And uh, let's see what, what we, what, whether we can find some solutions to the problems that are prevalent uh, with the 50 pluses. I'm honored this, uh, our ladies and gentlemen, to introduce you to you, one of our own, uh, Mr. Kwame Akotai. He is now the CEO of um, Akotai Services, uh, which is actually a cleaning services uh, activity. But we know also that on the side, he is a football agency. That is, if you have candidates who are doing very well, uh, who want to play on an international soccer field uh, is one, one person who you should see who can connect you. So I'd like to welcome to the show this hour, uh, <laughs> Mr. Kwame Akute. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much, Pastor. Thank how you. are you doing? I'm okay. Thank yeah, you for I was saying that in your, in your program. You're most welcome. Yeah, thank I you. was saying that uh, we haven't, it's been a while since we last met, but thank yeah. God. This program has caused us to to to, uh, to get together. Yes. Uh huh. Well, uh, I'm quite confident that you were able to help us with some of the questions we have uh, regarding well? the process. Uh, <laughs> mainly so. because you are in the job recruitment industry, so at least you have yeah. some insight as to how things are working. Okay. Um, so. I would like to start off by asking the question, uh, what are some of the reasons why 50 pluses are very often not hired by companies? Well, it's a, it's a very good question. Um, from my experience, what, what I built on the um, many years that I've been working, yeah. uh, what I That's about how many, if you can tell us? Uh, like the past 15 years. 15 years? Yeah. I've been working at uh, Tempo Team, yeah. also at Goed Werk, at Bureau, where we, we were uh, mostly helping migrants to get work yeah. in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. And the problem that 50 pluses most of the time are facing are, mm -hmm. uh, one, most companies uh, have problem with the risk, risk, the risk. factor, mm -hmm. uh, risk of getting sick, for example, most of the time. Elderly people, um, yeah, get more, or the chance for them to become sick yeah. is more higher than the younger mm -hmm. uh, ones. Mm -hmm. Secondly, um, is that the older people have certain ways of working. They have certain ways of working. Yeah, you know, so they have built over the years experiences, yeah. and they have their own way of working. And most companies are sometimes afraid that they cannot adapt them easily. Adapt them easily. It's like they say, you cannot, you cannot teach an old horse a new trick. <laughs> exactly. Like you know, so it becomes difficult for them. Yeah. It's like, for example, mm. the younger generation knows how to operate WhatsApp. Very easy. Yeah. You know, but mm. if I give my mother an iPhone mm. to operate WhatsApp, it is very difficult for her to learn. Mm. 
So, and that is the same way co companies think. Mm. Sometimes it is very difficult for them to change certain ways of work set or change certain things with the older people. Yeah. And that's one of mostly the reason why is that they choose mostly for the younger ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, quite interesting. Has it been like, uh, well, I know these days technology is driving a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, would you say that this problem has been around for a while uh, or is because of the onset of the technology agent? That is why uh, they have become skeptical or uh, skeptically engaging uh, the elderly people? No, you know, um, with elderly people is that uh, mostly technology goes fast, you know, and some of them, they don't uh, keep themselves busy with, with the new things that is coming up. Yeah. And um, it causes, um, how do I put it? I would, I would say it causes a lot of problems that they don't grow. Mm. They have come to a stage that they have mm -hmm. reached their level yeah. and they are not moving further, mm. you know, and companies want to move. They want to bring new ideas. They are looking for people that will bring new uh, ideas, innovations. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't bring new innovations for certain position, then they might be looking for new generations that will try to help the company to go uh, new to the next level. Mm. Don't you think that, I mean, I really want you, uh, okay, you as a recruiter, yeah. you're not the one who gives the job directly, but you're yeah. intermediary yeah. between the uh, empl uh, those who are seeking the job and the employee. employee. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know whether, you know, this would apply mm -hmm. to all people, mm -hmm. all 50 pluses, because these problems that you are mentioning it sounds reasonable, mm -hmm. but I don't think every 50 plus, uh, for example, is set in his ways and is likely to fall sick from time to time, mm -hmm. and therefore is is I mean poses a risk to a, a, a potential em employer. Mm -hmm. How do you react on that? No, of course it's, it's, it is not a general thing, you know. It's not every 50. Do you it's not it's every 50. It's a myth which must be broken because, for you know, it's not really the way people are anticipating it to be, but it's just a bit a belief that people have that, oh, people, because they are older, they are likely to be falling sick and to go into hospital and maybe staying away from job and, and all that, and, and, and because and you can also teach them new tricks. I know of some elderly people, they are yes. really smart with technology, smart <laughs> with, the, I mean, they are fit as well. Yeah, yeah. And, but you know, better than even lazy young people. It's <laughs> true, it's true, it's, it's true what you're saying. <laughs> But you have to look at it individually. Yeah, exactly. um, it also has to do with the job, the kind of job that the person is going to do. Yeah. You know, for example, if you look to security jobs, for example, um, mostly elderly people are actually um, more respected. Yeah. You know, no, no, than no, the younger no. one. Because, no. for example, if you are standing in the shop, yeah. that you come and you see an elderly person standing in the shop. Yeah, you, you, you want to behave yourself. You want to behave yourself. Mm. But if you see a younger person, 18 years, standing in the bank, or for example, mm. yeah. you might think, oh, who is this it's small boy um, telling me what to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you have to look at the kind of job, job as well. As well. Wow. 
-huh. You know, because they are uh, some jobs, mm -hmm. it is really heavy for the elderly people to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and so that is that is how you have to watch look it, it, look at it. Yeah. You know, it's not um, it's a general thing, mm -hmm. but it, it become it depends on the case by case, case, by case yeah. basis. You know, that but you have to look but it individually. The, yeah. Do you agree with me that there is also the general notion about the 50 pluses that they may not be suitable for ready employment and all that? Mm -hmm. You know, there was uh, this one uh, professor who did a study at the University of Utrecht okay. uh, called Skippers. Uh, I was reading an article he wrote and he did a study, he looked into, he took about 15,000 or so uh, 50 pluses who had been out of job mm -hmm. and the fact they have been trying to get back to the job market, but it's been tough. Most of them were laid off because of the economic crisis that we yeah. all just came off, came yeah. out of now, yeah. and now things are getting better. Okay. And they tried to get back; it was was really tough. It wasn't that they were lazy or anything like that, but the crisis caused a lay layoffs. Lay, they, they were victimized by that, yeah, yeah. you know. And uh, so all these reasons came up, but he found out that uh, you know those were just like meets more or less, mm -hmm. which is affecting some of these elderly people. Some of them have had to write application upon application, and they were just not being invited for a single interview. Mm -hmm. You see, usually because of maybe the age situation, mm -hmm. you know. So I, I believe that the 50 process should be taken on a case-by-case -case basis. And of course, of course, like you said, depending upon the type of job, you know, exactly. they, they can't do every job, of course. No. Uh -huh. um, but I think one of the things which must be prejudice are about 50 pluses mm -hmm. because that is really a, a limiting factor. Mm -hmm. Currently, we are told there are more jobs on the market. The unemployment uh, figures have gone down a lot. Yeah. Uh, but true. still, there are people 50 pluses who, you know, still have a difficulty. So there's something, and there's, there's, there is a problem that which has been solved. There's, there's a problem. There's a problem which has been solved. So yeah. at least I want you to be honest to address to tell us, okay, Having been in the field, although some, there's a general idea, a notion about uh, reliability of future pluses, mm -hmm. still you think some areas can be looked at, you know, so that the matching mm -hmm. can be better than it is. You see? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But before you say anything else, I would like to ask you, uh, have you ever, as a recruiter, turned down somebody who's 50 plus? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a tricky question because um, if I say no, then I'm lying. <laughs> uh, if I'm not careful, mm. it becomes something like age discrimination. Mm. So, okay. um, no, no, that's it. you may have had a reason <laughs> for doing that. Okay, but no, no, say you just say what happened then. Then it's fine. Yeah. Eh? Uh, but unless you knew you were discriminating on the basis of age, because you didn't want to offend your boss. <laughs> uh, no, um, I have, I have uh, done that before. Okay. How many times? Uh, it has happened uh, often. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily because of um, um, I, I wanted to. Yeah. But it just had. To do with the type of job, you know that the person was um, do. applying for. And the person was desperate, eager to work. The oh. person was desperate, mm. but one um, 
the requirement, the person didn't meet all the requirements. Mm -hmm. um, then we also look at the age factor, mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes um, the companies that hire people, mm -hmm. they also look at the pension. Yeah. You know, because they also have to pay pension. And if you are 50 plus, it means that the next maybe 15 years max, mm -hmm. you're your pension. Yeah. So all these factors play, so play a role. Pension, do they pay more pension because of the age of the person? Or the regular amount of pension they have, percentage they have to contribute? No, it's not like they are paying more. Mm. But so what's their worry? Their worry is that you are, one, investing time, mm -hmm. the money, your effort in somebody to train, and within a few years the mm. person is gone. Yeah. Then you have to recruit another person again. Okay. You know, so instead of that, they rather recruit a younger person mm -hmm. to invest their time, money, the yes. same effort, and that person will work for a longer period time. of time with you. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. so these are things that are mm. uh, playing a, a role when you are selecting. I have the, I have refused some, but it's not like I wanted to. It well, is just the requirements of the well, company. Yes. And I have to try to find the right match. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And also is that younger younger uh, generation mm -hmm. mostly they try to develop themselves. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And it's not that fifty plus don't develop themselves, mm -hmm. but sometimes they have reached a level mm -hmm. that they don't want to learn further. further. You know, and in this time of twenty twenty that we are almost entering. Yeah. Uh, companies want people that want to learn very fast, very fast, and they want to get the maximum out of themselves. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that is sometimes uh, challenge. the challenge that we are facing. Mm. So, uh, well, do you think that um, some 50 pluses have a chance to, like, uh, you know, improve? I mean, like. Catch up, or you think all fifty pluses are really? They just, I mean, there's a no go. No, 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 no. There is hope. There is hope. There is a lot of hope for the fifty pluses. Tell us more. And normally, in Netherlands, when you are working, you always have to try from the age of forty years and go up going. Yeah. You have to try to re-educate yourself. Yeah. You know, so you have to know. Okay, this is my level. Where am I going in the next 20 years? Yeah. You know, then you try, maybe through the company, try to do extra courses yeah. to train yourself. Right. If that is not the case, and for example, you are 50 years yeah. and above, mm -hmm. there is still hope, and there is still a lot of jobs that you can do. Yeah. For example, taxi. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. taxi, most of the time, companies like even 50 pluses. Yeah. You know, because you have to be representable, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I, I made an uh, example before, yeah. elderly people, mm -hmm. you know, when a businessman is entering a car of an elderly person, he feels comfortable, he feels safe. But when he's entering in a <laughs> young person, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, you're making a lot of sense. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, there are a lot of jobs that yeah. 50 pluses can do. Mm -hmm. But the only thing is, you have to Look for it, yeah, and educate yourself. So other jobs, you, you know. So if you sit down mm. and don't look for other solutions for your problem, yeah, 
you, you, the, you, the problem remains the same. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. for example, maybe you have been doing cleaning, mm -hmm. you're 50 plus and it is difficult. Look for other, other, other ways to get jobs. Yeah. Maybe it's not cleaning, maybe yeah. it's taxi, maybe yeah. it's um, production, or maybe it's, it's just learning the language. Yeah. Okay. You know? So all, those are all these small, small things, things you have to do for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Then, you again, you, you have a bigger chance to find a, a good job. Okay. Um, interesting, interesting. There's a lot interesting, of things. Interesting, uh, Mr. Akotai, uh, doing us yeah, good so there with those tips. At this juncture, I would like to uh, almost draw the curtain. Well, today has been quite uh, different. It didn't go as smooth as I had uh, expected. I thank God anyhow, that is life, isn't it? Okay. Thank you for your company. I want to wish you well this week and in days ahead. Please take good care of yourself. Wash your hands, cover your nose, your mouth as much as possible, and stay home if you have to. And boost up yourself, your, your immune system with you know, all those vitamins, which will help you resist any form of infection. No, Corona cannot beat us. We have ever beaten it. All the best, and until next week, God bless, bye-bye.